0: Get it. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to four thirty. 30, flirty, and thriving of Corporate Courtney. I am your host, Courtney Johnson. And for those of you living under a rock, March is Women's Month. So we're just going to easily slide on in from Black History Month into Women's History Month. That fun intersectionality of minorityism for me. Celebrate me all you want. And to kick off Women's History Month, I thought, what better way than to honor all of those badass females who are thriving, surviving, and killing it in male-dominated fields. And I know, isn't everything a male-dominated field? This is a man's world! No. But more specifically, as we do have more and more women in the workplace than ever before, not to mention the COVID women's recession going on, but in general, why we tend to find that there are still some very male-dominated fields out here and industries, and there are far and few women in between. So that adds another complexity and difficulty, I think, for some of the women who are sharing workspaces in rooms and in fields where they look around and they're one of 50 in the room. So, I want to make sure that we're not only highlighting women in the workplace, but a lot of times women who are struggling in male-dominated fields. And when I say male-dominated fields, I think I think for the most part people know what I'm talking about, but when you look at jobs typically in construction or engineering or tech, or engineering, you're going to find that there are still a very large amount of men who mostly make up those work environments. I mean, transportation, utilities, warehousing. So things of that nature start to build in and breed a completely different atmosphere sometimes for women who do break through and decide to be successful in these roles. For a lot of women, these jobs seem to typically be assumed as more math focused, more STEM engineering focused or require some physical strength that a lot of people or a lot of men who have been successful in those industries just typically tend to think that women would not be successful in or or those women who are the same who are subjected to kind of similar things that women in a little more of an open area play space for women in work, but they are seeing it from all ends, the sexual harassment, the lack of promotions, the lack of career development opportunities, uh, societal expectations, the ideas that, you know, they couldn't be successful if they got pregnant or, or women belong in the kitchen type comments and jokes. And I think that those are sometimes more so prevalent in these male-dominated industries than we would see today in typical shared spaces in corporate America now. But that's not stopping a lot of great women from getting into these positions and killing it. I mean, you've got female-owned mechanic shops now. We've got women killing it in the military. I mean, even personally myself, I am a woman in supply chain, so one, a male-dominated industry, and then two, I kind of balance the role in IT, in software development, and again, another male industry that typically finds women's progression in those things minimal. I think in 2020, there was like 20% of women in computer programming, or there was only 6% in working as mechanical engineers, and 6%... 7% 7% of truck drivers. So these numbers are low. And if we start to really start to break into what black women are being able to do in those positions, you're looking at 2%, less than 1%. So for the 2%, the 1%, or the larger women in general, the 6 or the 7 it just, it has to be exhausting. And I think I've talked about being othered on this podcast before But when you're talking about being othered from a career aspect and situation where sometimes that woman card gets thrown around just similar to like a black card gets thrown around where people think that you're going to use something to get ahead when really there's no evidence of progression of it making it easier. I think for the most part, even when women get these degrees and these certificates and they they start off in these very male-dominated industries, you'll find that the trickle off of actually the progression and promotion for women or even just staying in those industries trickles downward in an extreme amount. And so what I kind of wanted to talk about on this episode was Kind of things that typically go about and how to be successful in these industries or topics that I feel like are getting thrown around about how to be successful and to kind of at least bring light to some of the conversations around it. Any female-empowered book, probably before 2010, that was ever written about being a successful woman in these male-dominated industries probably told you to play like a boy. You know, be one of the boys, act like the men. Try to, you know, give yourself some gusto so you seem like one of the guys. And I thank those women for being able to break those glass ceilings and do what they thought was necessary to get us going through. But I think in today's day and age, you don't have to be one of the boys to be successful. In fact, I think truly the key to success, and I think this is the key to success for everyone, not just females, but This is a podcast about a black woman. So for the ladies, there's got to be a balance of both masculine and feminine energy. And I'm not trying to say, hey, these are the structured gender roles and norms that you must subscribe to. And this is what it is. But societal truths about things that are typically been labeled as masculine. So, you know, typically aggression, strength, single minded focus, and then feminine, which would be the empathetic the ability to multitask the nurturing those energies and qualities are something that i think both men and women should balance in every aspect of their lives i think it is definitely yin and yang the masculine and feminine energy and that those qualities must live within every one of us but as women in male-dominated spaces We need to understand and balance those energies and those qualities for circumstances. There's a lot of situational awareness that one may need to have to be successful in these industries. And I think sometimes when we talk about, you know, creating these masculine energies or, or portraying these masculine qualities, everyone thinks that, you know, that's how you're going to earn your respect. Men are default, the successful ones. So we need to operate and behave like they do. And that's not always true. I think, for example, if you're starting a meeting and you're running it, you're going to start it with a clear directive, and it's going to be structured. But if you want to be successful, you want to hear what other people have and and foster an idea of collaboration, you may have to take a step back and nurture and be empathetic to ideas and create an environment where people feel free to share. Those are both masculine and feminine energies in the same meeting. And I think one sets a tone that shows that you are about your business and you're serious about what we're talking about, but also that you want it to be a more equitable conversation as far as having other voices heard. And I think that you need to be able to see both of those and to read situations to be able to apply them. And I think when we talk about telling women to tap into their masculine energy more, try to be more one of the guys, I think a lot of times we're, we're told to be decisive with our words. I know there's always back and forth or conversation about the usage of women saying sorry. I think the, the number changes every time. So don't ever listen to my numbers and quote them. But I think it's like 70% of women say sorry more than men. And though that's true, and I have, I have been guilty of this too. And so as I learn, and as I try to better myself i like to share some of that too i think on another episode i told you guys as women stop saying sorry and i think that that's totally unfair now that i'm a little more educated because there are some instances where you are genuinely sorry so no if you drop your books in the hallway and i say sorry That doesn't necessarily mean that I pushed you or I feel guilty about being in the vicinity. I may genuinely feel bad for your situation now that you have dropped your books. Those types of sorries should be used. They provide empathy and caring. And I think the world can be a little more caring. And so, yes, women typically say sorry. Sorry, I was thinking that it was going to go something like this. And that is... Almost like asking for permission. So I think that, that we could balance what we're talking about with the idea of saying sorry with, again, that situational awareness. Just genuinely think about why you say sorry. I think I read an article and it talked about when you say sorry, do you feel like you're looking for a stranger's approval? Do you feel weak or insecure after you've said sorry? Do you feel like a kinder human being? If apologizing makes you feel good at the end of the day, maybe there is no need for you to stop apologizing. Maybe that is something that is a good quality within you. And honestly, if we're talking about it, maybe more men should be encouraged to say sorry. It's not like they admit when they're wrong in the first place. So maybe if we start to make the norm to be apologetic, and to show people that we empathize and that we care, maybe we can start a new norm where people feel, from all genders, the ability to apologize and to consider someone else's feelings. The same way I'm talking about women having to balance some of these masculine energies, I think men need to be tapping into their feminine qualities as well. However, I if you tend to use qualifiers and sorry is one of them, or the word just, well, I just feel like, or sorry, I thought maybe this was going, then you may want to take a look at your vocabulary and scaling it back a little. Because you do want to sound confident in your ideas, and you don't want to give people the room for them to doubt you. Because in male-dominated fields, that is something that is going to happen. They're looking for a reason to dismiss you with validation so that they don't get called sexist anymore. And though that puts a lot of pressure on you to be on all the time, it is something that you need to be aware of. And the truth is, even when you don't know something, it's not like men ever say, sorry, I don't really follow or sorry, I'm not getting it. They say, can you double click on that? Can you expand? They directly tell you what they need when asking for help, as opposed to being apologetic or trying to make other people feel better about them feeling bad. We don't want that sense of vulnerability to be a hindrance to us from being seen as confident and intelligent beings. Because women are more than capable, even in these male-dominated industries, to succeed. Which is why you do see these women owning their own trucking companies and becoming CEOs of companies that were historically only men. The gr- the glass ceiling can be broken because it's made of glass. These aren't cement walls we're talking about. We just have to be willing to keep pushing at them and changing the norms as we go up. Another thing I think that women in these successful positions that typically are in male-dominated fields need to make sure that they're asking for what they want. Successful people in general... They look for the problem, they come up with a solution or a plan for it, and then they bring it to others and say, this is a problem I've seen, this is something I want to execute to fix it. And that creates more opportunity. Create opportunities for yourself to be successful. And even if you're not asking for permission with this, sometimes you just got to grab it. Look for the white spaces and insert yourself into that space to make yourself invaluable. In these male-dominated fields, you may not always stand out up against your male counterparts. However, if you're creating your own opportunities, you know, finding those white spaces and inserting yourself, and you're bringing them to the right people, you're creating your own jobs, your own promotions, your own sets, your own departments. And that opportunity is something that you can't just be given. You have to go for it. And... That's why I always say, ask for what you want. I think my dad has always said, ask, the worst answer you can get is no. And a lot of times that no can be very frightening. And I don't want people to think that everyone's just okay with hearing no. Rejection is hard to take in a lot of spaces and places, especially if you think that it comes from a prejudicial standpoint. However, you will never know until you try. And the more you're grabbing for things, and the more you're inserting yourself into spaces, the more yeses you're more than likely gonna go. And that's not just in creating your own jobs, your own work. That's asking for what you want in every aspect, for promotions, for a raise, for the job title, for the career. I think a lot of times in in technical roles, women are typically pushed into these managerial spaces because. They're great at organizing people, thoughts, nurturing people problems. And if you're really good at the technical portions of your job, and that can go from being a code developer to technically building things and engineering and, and the mechanical aspects of it, you may not want to be a manager. That is a lot of added additional work to this job that you're already doing. A lot of times it is personal drama and it may not be something that you want. Do not let these societal ideas about what women are successful at and what they do not be something that you preference in your own life. If you enjoy the technical aspects, make sure you're telling people, I enjoy the technical aspects. You're not going to push me into some managerial role because that's what you think you want from me. But make sure that you're continuously advocating for yourself. And in advocating for yourself, Make sure to brag on yourself. I know I've talked about it before, but brag on yourself. People tend to forget all the great work that you can do just because it's happening all the time. I know it is. You're listening to my podcast. You're a superstar. I'm aware of it. However, do not let your managers or the people who supervise you forget it. Bring it up. Give them the facts. It is easy to argue feelings. I feel like I deserve a raise because of this. That because of this, that conditional statement after that is what's going to get you there. Because people can't argue the facts. Lay them out. Brag about yourself. Advocate for yourself. And once you're in those spaces and you've created the environment and the life that you've wanted for yourself or in your career, it is sometimes very daunting to be told that you're too bossy, you're too pushy. You are tapping too far into your masculine energies and so therefore people fear you. But the same thing's going to be said if you are mousy and you do not speak up and you do not insert yourself or someone else runs over you. Then they say that you're not strong enough. You're not cut out for this. People are always looking for a leg up and they're going to use your behavior as an example. So you might as well do you. Be who you are. Run things as you see fit. If you're generally a soft-spoken person, I'm not advocating for you to all of a sudden start practicing at home yelling and screaming. It's going to come off a little inauthentic. But make sure as you continue to speak, as people start to interrupt you, you continue speaking. You set the tone that you are not going to let someone interject or cut you off. Soft-spoken as I am, I may be saying something that you need and it will be vital and important to you. So you're going to want to hear it, but it's not going to stop me from going. Now, me, myself, and I, you're going to hear me from a mile away. And if you're pretending you don't hear me, you're playing ignorant because I know I've got a voice. Every teacher from first to 12th grade told me. So I don't necessarily always feel the need to make myself be heard because you're going to hear me. So maybe my tone needs to be a little more settling as I speak so that you're very clear about what I'm saying when I'm saying it and it cannot be misconstrued. So when you get into these spaces and you're creating change, change breeds threats. People are always threatened by change. But you cannot let their fears and whatever flags they're raising to completely control how you operate. Now take feedback, be adaptable, because that's the only way you're going to succeed in these worlds. But remember who you are at the core of it. You're in the room for a reason. You're at the table for a reason. You got the role for a reason. And I know that for a lot of females, self-doubt kicks in and tries to control things. And imposter syndrome runs rampant. And we're always trying to over-prepare to be more successful. However, in a lot of these cases, you've made it. You've beaten out that man for that position. You've beaten out some of these other women. You are where you are because of who you are. And that cannot be taken away from you. So remember to tap into who you are at your core because you're already doing something right. You know how to do the work. You know how to do the work well. Do not let... Toxic environments completely throw you off your game. If you're willing to put in the work to be successful and keep killing it, then when you start to face sexism and ageism and sexual harassment, you'll know because it's out of fear at their own inadequacies. It has nothing to do with you. And I want you to remember that as you continue to push through. And women, while we're in these positions, let's support more women. Let's not only, as my favorite quote ever was, let's not just send the elevator back down once we've made it up to the C-suite, let's get in the elevator, come down and grab more women and bring them up with us. We need to support each other as we continue to thrive in these places. Your job as you continue to advance in your own career is also to develop more women so that they can advance, so that Maybe if you're the first, you're definitely not the last. And if you experienced it, some other woman is probably experiencing it herself. And we need that support, that sisterhood, that safe place to say that some of these actions and some of these beliefs are not okay. And maybe one day we'll be a little less othered. So as a part of Women's History Month, I just wanted to say thank you to all the women who came before us in corporate America who have knocked on those glass ceilings have pushed doors open and have started a wave and I want to thank all of the women who are killing it now who continue to thrive and survive in these environments that weren't built for us and sometimes don't support us but as you continue to make strives and you keep persevering you're you're building for the next generation and that is so great and that's all I've got for you this week I want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in if you have questions feedback or you are a woman in a male dominated industry and you want your shout out go ahead and send them to the corporate courtney podcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on instagram and twitter at underscore corporate court please share this episode with all your fierce fabulous women Um, review subscribe Make sure that you are letting me know how you guys feel the podcast is going. And other than that, I've got nothing else. So until next time, toodles.